Hey everyone, I'm Christoph. And I'm Emily. And welcome to our podcast, Till Death Do Your Part. We're so excited to share our journey with you as we navigate through all that life has given us in our marriage. That's right, Em. We know when you get married, you say those famous words, Till Death Do Us Part. But what do you do when life hits you and you realize the easiest part was saying those five words at the altar? Our hope with this podcast is to share useful tips and insights that we've gained along the way, both the good and the bad, to help you face anything head-on in your own marriage. And most importantly, our prayer is that we glorify Jesus along the way because, let's face it, we wouldn't be here today without His guidance. So if you're ready to join us on this journey, hit that subscribe button. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Christoph again. And it's Emily. Welcome to episode three of Till Death Do Your Part. Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Today we're tackling about intimacy we're talking about sex guys sex yeah and we are not ashamed to talk about this um we have lots of experience all the baptists just like clutch their pearls sex oh my god i can't believe they just said that word uh but we're talking about we're not just sex but intimacy that leads to sex uh things that cause problems in sex lives intimacy killers yes things like that we are going to get very vulnerable with things that snowball into bigger yes issues, which is partly our story when it comes to this. Um, Christoph is a little nervous talking about this stuff, and that's okay. yeah, it's hard to be vulnerable. I mean, men know we don't like to share our feelings, man. but it's we just... have to. We have to because I think that we all just assume that everyone just has the perfect you know, sex it takes life one... when you get married, and that's not true. It takes one brave person to be vulnerable to. For, I think for other people to be like, you know what? Yeah. And taking accountability. I do that too. Yes, 100%. So um, first we're going to talk about one of the biggest things in um, like society that is considered normal that is not normal. Yeah. And that is porn. Yeah. Porn is not okay. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that right this For instant, many of reasons. For many of reasons. I know it's, you think, okay, it's mainly a man problem, but women do struggle oh, with women it do too. too, yeah. Yes, 100%. And so I was just going to spit off a few facts. Um, just to get us started. Just to get us started on the topic. So 55% to 70% of men under the age of 40 watch porn regularly, at least once a year regularly or at least one time oh. and 30 to 40 percent of women under the age of 40 do so that as well so 40 percent is a lot it's like nearly half of men and women walking around watch porn regularly and rather this be married or not married i'm not pretty i'm not sure i didn't really quite see this but this came from a like a marriage website so i would assume it's married couples yeah yeah um six, well that's who it's really affecting yeah, it is affecting because even if you did it before you were married, it um, is going to lead into issues into your marriage if you don't get rid of that addiction or that um, mm-hmm. just you doing it in general, even if it's not quite an addiction, but just doing it at all. And even if you are good at hiding it. Yeah, and you may not even agree with what we're about to talk about. You may not agree. You might be um, one of those people that tell us that, it just depends. It's each your own, depending on your relationship. What you might tolerate might be different than what I tolerate, but this is just facts across the board. This is We're speaking from a biblical worldview also, so non-believers may have a different idea. 
but it also may be affecting their marriage in ways they don't realize. And we're, we hope that we can bring that realization out with this episode. Yes. So that not only does this affect believers in Jesus Christ, but non-believers, agnostics, whatever you identify with, that porn kills. It does. It does. Not only are thousands and thousands of men and women being sex trafficked through the porn industry, it's killing marriages by the second. It is because 68% of divorces ended because one party found a relationship online via like a chat room or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, 56% of marriages ended because a party has a porn addiction. So half of marriages, a little over half, end, end because, because of, of porn. Yeah. Because because what porn does is it gives um, false, uh, it, it's a fantasy, so it gives you false expectations of your spouse or what you think your sex life should be like. It gets you um, attracted and you can't get fulfillment from anything other than these fantasies and these things that you're seeing and doing. And, and more than likely, because it is literally a movie, your spouse will never be able to live up to that. And you know what? It's time to be vulnerable, even though I don't want to. Good, babe. Um, in order to bring up my, my talking point, um, when Emily was dealing with her postpartum depression with Quinn um, and on antidepressants, off antidepressants, it was kind of like a wave of of emotions and everything. And if you've ever been on those medications, you know that... One of the main side effects is decreased libido. Yeah, it is. And during that time, for the first time in my adult time, being an adult, mm-hmm. um, I viewed pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel good about it. I felt some conviction. Oh, yeah, instantly. Because it, that wasn't what I did. I always prided myself on you know no I don't do that I I always thought it was gross um but I wasn't being you know feeling like I I had gotten the attention I deserved which was very selfish of me you know my wife just birthed a child and and was dealing with something that was out of her control and I was worried about me and you know we've talked about this so it's easy for us to just to throw it out there. But that doesn't make it easy. No, it doesn't make it easy, but it makes about, it but easier we, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we can talk about it because we've processed this. We've been through the yes. healing it's process been with it. over a year. Yeah, it's been over a year. It's and almost two years, actually. It's probably, it, it's probably up there with like my biggest regrets in life because it, it wasn't my character. It wasn't something I did. But I think in a time of vulnerability, the enemy got to me. And you know what? I thought it was a good idea. He thought that he told me that he thought I was cheating on him, which is why I made I wasn't, myself believe that. But I was not being a good wife because even though I was dealing with postpartum depression and these medication side effects, I still needed to take care of my husband. And I was not doing that. It is a proven fact that men need a sexual release every 48 to 72 hours. So he was going months on end not just like hey i only did it with him once this week i mean christoph was completely 100 percent deprived of sex for a very very long time like six months at least which was mm-hmm. very wrong so although there is no excuse for that behavior no there's not i was not being a good wife at all what? i was not taking care of him and he felt 
he felt that men have to have that. They, they just do. Men, women's brains aren't necessarily wired like that, but men's are. And when I wasn't caring for him in that way, I mean, no wonder he had to go somewhere else because I was not doing it for him. Yeah, but I was a selfish human being. Um, no, I'm not discrediting yeah. you, I'm, I'm just saying. I yeah. am trying to give you a benefit of the doubt because I was wrong in part of that as well. Yeah, I mean, but that's... It, all of this stuff boils down to around the same resolutions as communication, yeah. right? Um, I wasn't communicating to you, and I went and found tried to find comfort in something that I thought would bring it, and it didn't. Yeah. Which is even more Dumb. hurtful to me. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, I tried to go find comfort in something, and I felt disgusted immediately. Yeah. And didn't even do anything intimate with it. Yeah. Well, and then, too, then after that, this is a, one of those things that porn does to relationships is then once, you know, it came to light that it was happening and all of that, it was like then I had this – he, I felt like he had expectations of what I should or shouldn't have been or looked like or should have been doing. And then I was felt like I was constantly battling with what is he wanting from me? What is he expecting mm -hmm. of me? What did he see that he liked? And now I feel like I'm trying to, I'm comparing myself to this, you know, porn video or whatever it may be, these pictures. And I was like trying to be something that I thought he wanted me to be that I was never going to be able to be. Yeah. And it was a record in our relationship. And so I know that for many other relationships that maybe have true porn addictions in them, you, it is causing issues that you don't realize. And you might think that that's just a, it's normal. Men watch porn. It's normal, but it's not normal. It takes away and, from the intimacy of your marriage. And it doesn't have to be a normal and it doesn't have to be a thing in your relationship just because Facebook or Google tells you that it's just normal. Mm -hmm. And just because your friend tolerates it doesn't mean you have to. And me being in the industries that I've worked in, like they're very male dominant. Yeah. Everything that I've worked in. Um, my whole life, all I've heard is people talking about other women or, you know, or talking talk, over the girls on the street, talking about porn, like, and it's always been normal. And I've always felt always so uncomfortable yeah, and like you, and I come home and I tell you, yeah, like this is the normalcy in most marriages, and we both sit there like, man, there has to be some kind of solution to this. Yeah, and like he would come home and they would, and he would tell me that he felt like uncomfortable because they would be like, oh, you, you didn't want to look at that girl. Yeah, What's wrong with you? Why I've, are you I've been not asked, looking at are her? Are you gay? Yeah. No, man, I'm married. Um, that's Faithfully just to my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's hard. I I've never felt socially confident. I have social anxiety, to where I could say, no, man, I'm a Christian, and Jesus has said, if if you look at a, a woman with lust, you you've already committed adultery in your heart. Yeah. And you know what? I pray for the conf the confidence to be able to share that nowadays, uh, but I haven't in the past. Hopefully this right here will help you. I mean, I hope we're trying to help other people, but hopefully this helps you step out yeah. a little bit further. Yeah, because I'm still in that male-dominated field where porn use, gawking over women, catcalling, all that is still normal and and acceptable in the workplace, which it, it seems odd to me, but, you know. Yeah, it's not normal, though. It's not normal. This just goes back to, like, that episode of earlier when I talked about my dad and how he always made those funny jokes about the girls walking on the street and haha ha, funny but 
I always knew like some conviction hearing him do that. Like that is not normal. Like it makes me feel some type of way because it shouldn't be normal, but it is normalized. It's normalized. Yeah. And so I'm like, there's something has to give that shouldn't be normal because it doesn't feel right. I mean, we get married to our husband or our wife and we're supposed to wait till marriage. Most people don't. We did not. We Mm -hmm. became intimate way, way too soon mom and dad if you're on this podcast just go ahead and skip this episode yeah, skip guys. This part. <laughs> no but we became intimate at 14 years old we were very very little and it blows my mind and if my kids oh, ever man. did that i don't know what i would do but we were intimate way way too soon <laughs> i mean we just were and so we already had this false idea of what sex and all that should be like yeah but, but it also wasn't taught yeah, it wasn't. it wasn't. It's like it was taboo. Like they only like talked talk about, about it, it in the marriage room. But we, we... I think you should be talking to kids about yeah, it. Yeah, you should because... And you know, I'm grateful for a church like like we have because they see that now. Mm-hmm. They see that and they're, they're talking about it more than other churches, I think. Uh, I'm grateful for fellowship. Yeah, um, because they... It's always talked about because you're supposed to wait till marriage. And yeah. so we talk about sex and we talk about it only for marriage, but... But they don't we ever go don't, into the why. We don't go. They don't go into the why, and they are um, blinds like blinder, putting on blinders to the fact fact that most people are not waiting until marriage anymore. And they're not talking to like young teenagers about porn yeah, either. They're not because at a young age, because I had watched it, you know, before I knew you, before I knew Jesus, who yeah. who Jesus was, because yeah. it was just like that. That's just normal. Yeah, it's normal. That was normal in, in my circle. And, you know, I, I was like never a fan of it, <laughs> I guess. Thank Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but if you don't talk to kids about no. it, I mean, what do you, ex- how do you expect them to handle it whenever they're confronted with it? Yeah. Like, how are, whether we have to make a change now? Because those kids because, get married. Yeah. Know? Because we're not, teaching it at a young age we're not talking about the effects of it we're just letting it be normalized yeah and so we have this huge you know like generation after generation of people growing up with the idea that it's Mm -hmm. normal and that it's well they're not touching somebody else it's just something they're watching like it's just normal and then it goes and then it goes into other things and then we have false expectations in our marriages and our relationships Mm -hmm. which cause issues yeah but talk about um some of the other things that are intimacy stoppers we could get wrapped up in porn for you know hours on end yes we could we're very passionate about that. yeah we hate it we hate it we hate it 100 percent, and we are not ashamed of it. it but that is not the only thing that kills intimacy in a relationship. Yeah. And just to go over a few more, technology can be a huge intimacy killer. Yes. You want to sit there and, and look at your phone when you whenever you get off of work for hours on end. Um, when you should be giving time. Giving that time to your, to spouse. your spouse. You should yeah. be building that intimacy so that whenever it's time to go into the bedroom... Um, your wife is ready because men we were at xo conference and uh i I forget their names but they use the analogy that that men are like microwaves yeah that you hit 30 seconds and it's it's hot and ready yeah um women are like crock pots women are like crock pots take it you it takes all day long to get ready it starts in the morning but you know what 
Crock-pot meals taste better than microwaves, yes, guys. Yes, <laughs> they do. But also, as far as that phone goes, you know, or not even just the fact that you get out when you get home, but we you we put our kids to bed, which we have bed shared up until the last couple oh, of days. Man. We'll get but into that in another episode. That's another but... episode. But, um, you know, typically, ideally, you get into bed and we all get on our phones to wind down for the night. Mm-hmm. The kids are asleep. Let's just scroll some TikTok when our kids aren't yeah, around to bother entertainment. us. And instead, we should be using that as time to be intimate, not even just sex. Like, sex is a good part of it, but that's that's usually the end goal. But and it doesn't even end with phones. It It's TV. Yes. It's Netflix. It's video games. It's... Fortnite. It, for, I mean, we love Fortnite. We love some we Fortnite. Love Fortnite. Like, that, talk about honestly, that's an play. intimacy builder for me role and Emily. <laughs> we start like, arguing over like, the game. Oh, my girl, like, what skin are you putting on, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we love Fortnite, but it's all kinds of technology that can be an intimacy killer. Um, What else is there? I mean, kids. Kids are intimacy killers. Our pastor likes to say that there's an acronym for kids, keeping intimacy at a distance successfully. Yeah. And our kids have done that throughout the years. They are straight up cock blockers. I mean, literally. Like, (laughs) they don't like when we kiss each other because it's my daddy or my mommy. and, And that's cute and all, and it was cute, right? But it's not really cute because we've made it to a point where we try to be very kissy in front of them. So mm-hmm. that, and we tell I want to show them what a loving yeah, marriage looks like. Yeah, this is mom and dad. We're going to kiss and we don't care what you say. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah, this is what a loving marriage does. This is what you need to do to your wife one day. And they may not understand that at their age right no, now. No, they but won't. But it will. Through the years. It adds they up. See, they see you building that intimacy. They're yes. going to be like, man, when I get married, I know what to do. Because I've had such a good example. Mm -hmm. And we touched on on this in the first episode. I hate being touched. Yeah. I hate hugging. I hate still working on this too. (laughs) But we've had this discussion of the example we want to set for our children. And we've had the discussion, the crock pot versus microwave. Yeah, because for me, if I want to hug and kiss on him and he's pushing me away because he just doesn't want to be touched, it makes me feel like he doesn't love me. He doesn't appreciate me. Well, and I can't push you away and say, no, no, no. But then whenever the second we get into the bed, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then if, and and this has been an issue, I don't know if I've ever really said this to you. I I think I have, I hope I have. I'm sure. But like if, we're getting into bed and then you start kissing on me and loving on me. It's like, it's like you you're know. only doing it because you want something from yeah. me. You're not doing it throughout the day because you love me and you want to nurture our relationship. But it's also not on purpose because then again, men compartmentalize Things all of that. way differently. All yeah. of that yeah, is it's different. It's way different. But I hope that through this that we show that, you know, from a woman's standpoint, it takes the mental it's the mental thing it is not just the physical we cannot just turn the microwave on in 30 seconds be mm-hmm. hot we have to cook all the day so yeah. it starts with you telling me good morning you texting me the words that you use with me throughout the day showing me telling that you how good you look yes yeah. telling me that i'm beautiful and he thinks he does it and i think he does but i don't hear it all the time but like just gawking over my body like in the same way that m- these husbands at work are gawking over people on the street do that to your wife. And I can assure you there's going to be a big oh, yes. change. Huge difference. There's going to be a huge difference. And you're not going to want to, you're going to stop wanting to do that because you're realizing that if you're doing that to your wife, you're getting what you want. You're getting what you want in the satisfaction that mm-hmm. you need. But taking care of your wife from the very beginning of the day and for men, understanding that women are not just 
microwaves. Yeah, another intimacy killer is just busyness. Yeah. Because we have chores, we have work, we have kids. I had school that I went to. You know, you have things that you have to do, like on the weekends. Everyone's got packed schedules. Yes, we all do. And so it's easy to be like, oh, you know, I'm really tired from today. I, you know, I took care of the kids all day. I cleaned the house all day. I've just been super busy. And so tonight I'm just tired. And on the other end of that, um, for me, I have such a demanding career. It's gotten a little easier with this, like, most recent job change. But my last job, you know, it was, like, all or nothing there. Yeah. Really, it was all or all. Because if you do nothing, you're out. You're but. out and <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know when we'll get into that. It's kind of a touchy thing, you know. It's coming. It's on the list. I just don't um, know where it's at. NDAs and all, you know. Yeah. Uh, there'll be some people who are listening that know exactly what I'm talking about. But but I was so dedicated to a place that, and in the end, would care less if I was there. Right. And I put so much effort into yeah. that I was lacking in our marriage. Yeah, and it and didn't help that he was working 2 p.m. to 3 a.m., yeah. So that took away all of the day, and I had this idea that... And there was no time to e- even be intimate. There was no build-up. Not even... There was no build-up, and there, was def- there wasn't even time for the actual intimacy, so there was definitely not time for the build-up either because he was exhausted. And in my mind, I because I didn't have an idea of what I thought sex should be like, I always thought it was only at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Only at nighttime. It had to be dark, and if it was daylight, <laughs> it was dirty, it was weird. Turn the lights off. Turn the <laughs> lights off, yeah, literally. I mean, he's laughing, but it's seriously. I'm so, like, I need a flashlight in here i can't find my way dark in here (laughs) you're so silly but um because of that i we know we weren't taking advantage of the time and we learned to take advantage of like 12 p.m before he had to go to work like (laughs) we took time to do that but we were like we are literally scheduling it and we came from scheduling sex for um, infertility issues to now scheduling it because that was the only time. Well, we schedule everything else. Why not schedule the most important thing in a marriage? I mean, literally. I'll be scheduling. Come on. I'll I'll put it on the calendar. Get the calendar out right now. Let's get to scheduling. (laughs) You're so silly. Yeah. Do you have anything else that could Uh, potentially kill? Just a lot of you things. can unpack busyness forever. Yeah, yeah, you Because there's so many things, you know, you start to feel like uh, like you and your spouse are more of a roommate yeah. situation. When you don't have that good actual intimacy, emotional yeah. intimacy and physical. Both. And you know what? I think the solution to that, you kind of have to figure out on your own because each situation is so unique. Yeah. Uh, like there was really no situation where we could resolve my work issue. Yeah. Um, except me, you know, quitting my career and yeah, finding no. a new one, yeah, right? Yeah, finding a new job. <laughs> Which God bless. But um, yeah, there was, I mean, our resolution was doing the afternoon, you know. Yeah. But And just doing a But quickie. then you also like, lack because. Don't hate on quickies because like we. We lived off of that them. That was a while. the only way. Yeah, it's like gas we station were food. So busy, <laughs> you know. Well, we can't make it to the restaurant. We might as well swing by and grab a snack. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're so disgusting. <laughs> so we're talking about all these things that could be blocking, but I have a few things that I thought I could share that will help build the intimacy. Yeah. Things that are going to make it better, potentially. Yeah, and can you touch on, uh, just for women, how to talk to their husbands? Because men are stupid. 
Yeah, men can't read your mind. No. And I've learned that with Kristoff. Now, I'm, we say these things because we've been together for 13 years. We became intimate very soon. We were very, very young, but we've also spent nearly nine years now being married and doing mm-hmm. it the right way, like in marriage. And so now speaking like from an adult standpoint, he doesn't know what I'm feeling. He doesn't know what I like, what I don't like. And so I have to communicate that to him. And if it feels awkward for you, you're going to have to break that awkwardness. I, you may have been raised where it was just not something you talked about, but it is one sex is 100% normal. When if you're you want to be successful in that area, you got to talk about you it. You have to, because it is a hundred percent normal when you're married. That's just all there is to it. You might've been in relationships where you weren't married and you felt like it was weird and awkward, but when you are married, it is 100% normal to have sex. And before we get like too deep into like how you talk about it, when you talk about it, you have to talk about like, if it's not doing it for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, 100%. you want to, you, you, you want it to be good. Yes. Right? If you're and not if fulfilled, it's not good, because that's another blocker, not being fulfilled. Yeah. You, Cause then you think, well, I'm not going to do it because every time it's, boring. it's just, but you know, one in one minute and done. And don't be so hurt, man. You know what? Why not learn from a subject matter expert on women, a woman, you know? Yes. And we're not trying to tell you what we like or don't like, like this is getting a little you know just help her help herself you know yes like you we're not telling you what we like or don't like because we think you're doing it wrong no we just know what just like you like know what you like we know what we like and we have and we're a little bit more um even lebron james needs Dwayne wade you know what i mean we're a little bit more (laughs) we're a little bit more intricate like our bodies are and so we have to takes a little bit more effort than just turning that microwave on in 30 seconds. Yeah. From the emotional and the physical. Literally 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you laugh about that. And also, <laughs> also speaking of that, there is nothing wrong. Like if you look it up, just because it happens fast or whatever doesn't mean anything. It is normal for men to finish very, very, very fast. Yeah. It is. And it's there's normal to nothing talk about wrong it. With, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. Just saying. Thank you. Does <laughs> that make you feel better no. about it? Does it make you feel better? <laughs> you don't feel embarrassed anymore? No, I'm good. I feel good in my skin, you know. So talking about things that um, are things that you could use to help your intimacy. So the first one is to change the pattern of initiating. So we always think of it as like the man is the one that initiates Mm -hmm. it. The woman's always the one saying, no, they're too tired or whatever it may be, but never be afraid to initiate it. But this also kind of goes like, you have to know when the right time is. The right time is probably not whenever your wife's cooking lunch for the kids. It's probably not when your husband just got home from work and is super duper tired and needs a minute to decompress. Or a shower. Yes. Like, you need to initiate it in the right time, but never be afraid to tell them what you're wanting and then hope that, you know, maybe later on, like schedule it for later that evening. Hey, I'm really tired right yeah. now. I need a minute to just decompress or, hey, I'm cooking the kids lunch right now. We can plan it for later this evening mm-hmm. or whenever a good time is. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes men are stupid, right? Yeah, they are. And they're going <laughs> to... They know what I'm they allowed want. to say that you're not allowed to say that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no that don't be discouraging even if they choose a time that may not be opportune. Yeah. You know. Just reassure, like, hey, 
in a rain minute. check. Rain check. Yep. Yeah, I, we learned this from our pastor. Oh yeah, like, you rain got, check. If you if you say no, what do they say? If you say no, you got twenty four hours to initiate. Yeah, but that's just not <laughs> reasonable. So yeah, sometimes forty eight hours. Yeah, put that even. Find what works for you. For one couple, it may be twenty four hours. For another couple, hey. I have yeah. 48 hours to say yes to that. Yeah. Not right now, but I need a rain check. And then you have 48 hours to find a time to be intimate. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the next one is hold hands more often. Because for a, this is just from a woman's standpoint, really. Yeah. Holding hands, showing that you love me other than just intimately. Holding my hand, rubbing my back, kissing me on the forehead, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. To build the intimacy throughout the day, which would go to the next one, which is like allowing the tension to build. So Do a podcast together. Oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> crazy. No, literally, allow the tension to build. You know, doing it once and then thinking that the next morning you're going to wake up and you're going to do it again, that's not any time to refuel that yeah. emotional connection that you need to be able to do that. Because if, because if Christoph and I, like this was part of our problem back in, you know, when I was having like my postpartum, I didn't feel like he was taking care of me emotionally, which was a lot of just my own feelings, not necessarily him, but I felt like I wasn't being taken care of. And so the last thing I wanted to do was reward him with something when I didn't feel like he was taking care of me in the emotional aspect of it. So making sure that you're taking care of each other in every single way and letting that physical thing be the last thing i can never you cannot drive your whole relationship based on that no but if you take care of those things the other ones will take care of themselves yes if you start with holding hands you know like i don't have to worry about whether or not we're gonna have sex or not because i'm putting in the work in all aspects of the marriage and all aspects of building intimacy yes because intimacy doesn't just mean sex at all yeah it means And so it gets much to a point more. where like I don't have to ask. It yeah. just happens naturally. Yeah, and at that time he was begging because he was going so long. I mean I say But begging, I also but... didn't understand how to even build intimacy. No one had ever yeah. taught me. And this is going like seven years into our marriage. Yeah. Seven years of our marriage we spent not knowing what we were doing. And that's you know, being members of a church and you know not getting talked to enough about it. Yeah. It just yeah. wasn't a topic. And you know, we hope this podcast episode, if you're a believer or not, because mm-hmm. building intimacy, it goes for all marriages. Um, we're, we're giving you the tools. Yeah, we hope that you take the time to really, truly invest in that area of your life because I can promise you it will make your marriage better. Our marriage, even though we've hit rock spots, has been 100% better, like 100 times better when we started caring for each other in every aspect of our life, emotionally, mentally, all of them, and then in turn has made the physical. But the last one I want to touch on is quality time. And we're going to have an episode about date nights, but making sure that you stop putting your children first because God has a triangle of how he thinks that our life, um, like our relationships are supposed to be, starting with him at the top, our husband or our spouse, second, kids, third, and then everything else after. So first, making sure your relationship with Jesus is good and in line and you're taking Mm -hmm. care of that relationship. And then next, your spouse. Your spouse has to come first. Yeah. You can't put your kids first. It was cute at first, you know, when we would go on dates and we'd come back in 20 minutes. It was cute at first when Jack went on dates with us. It's cute when Jack was sleeping with us at first. But then it starts really becoming a damper on your relationship when you're not 
putting quality time into him and I, you know, your husband and you's relationship because we were forgetting what it was like to be Kristoff and Emily. We weren't taking care of each other. Yeah. We were parenting. We were co-parenting and roommates. That's what we were because we, and it took going on that cruise to like, Oh remember, man, that cruise was the best. To go and remember who we were before Jack and Quinn, we were Christoph and Emily, and we fell back in love because it was just us. Of course, we were on vacation, so we didn't have the stressors of life. But yeah. it really—that's where helped. the busyness comes in. Yes. So if you're putting as much work into your marriage and intimacy as you are everything else, it'll it'll balance itself out. Yes. So. That's another thing, making sure you take out time for each other. Um, I learned this from our pastors as well, that your first 16 minutes when you get home after work should be spent devoted to your spouse. How mm. was your day? Oh, and yes. not 16 seconds, not 16 that. seconds, 16 minutes. You should be, how was your day? Is there anything that you need help with? Kissing, loving. That's what you should spend the first 16 minutes every single day when you get back together, rather it be after work or whatever it may be. Just saying, how are you? Yeah. And giving devoted time. It's really not that much time either. It's not. It's not that much time when you think about how long you have during the day. Not being on your phone at all. Not watching Netflix. Four to six hours at home. You got to spend an eighth of that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's not. It's not that long. And I know kids get in the way. I know your kids, you know, you get home and they're like, dad, they want dad. And they run to him and it's exciting. That's great. But you have to show your kids Mom and dad, we need 16 minutes every day. And they don't know a concept of time, but going into the bedroom. Hey, hold on. We're going to go for 16 minutes. We're going to hang out. We're going to love you. And that might give or take. 16 minutes is, I'm not sure where they came up with that number. Yeah, I'm not setting no timer, but, you know, just showing that that your wife or your husband is the priority, I think, is the the goal there. And knowing that I'm your priority and not anything else, not TikTok, not Fortnite, Mm -hmm. not the TV, not playing with the kids because the kids are priority. But before you had your kids, you had you two. And if you don't nurture that part of your relationship, then, then you're never going to be intimate. Yep. 100%. Well, this was a great episode. I think, I think we tackled a lot of giants when it comes to marriage today, because intimacy is, is a big killer and lack of intimacy is a big, I should say is a big killer of marriages. Yeah, it is. When you're not putting your ma- your marriage has to be the priority. Yeah. In all areas, no matter what it may be, respecting each other, yeah. loving each other, and taking the time to take care of each other outside of the bedroom so that in the bedroom can be better. Yeah. And once again, if you guys have any questions or comments, you know, comment below. You can message us also. Yeah. We um, want to hear it. We want to hear your ideas, your thoughts about it. You could tell us if we're wrong or right about things. Yeah, go um, ahead. We'll be fine with that. We might not agree with you, but we can agree to disagree. But I want to hear because I want to know that what we're speaking is making sense and you're understanding it. And I want to know if it's encouraging you. If you feel encouraged by the words that we have spoke over the last few episodes, please let us know because we want to keep good content coming. Yeah, this is this is almost like a part-time job for us. Me and Emily are not going to be too busy to answer anybody, so just... Let us know your feelings, your thoughts, and, you know, stay tuned for more episodes. Yeah, guys. Bye. Bye.